Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the book of 2 Thessalonians and focusing on some important truths about when Jesus comes again. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. As you well know by now, it is Dunkin' Donuts Week here at Everyday Truth. Want to show you my Chicago Dunkin' Donuts mug. See that? Chicago. It was my privilege for about six years of my life to live just outside of Chicago. As a matter of fact, I, I worked in Chicago at some various jobs uh, as a college student. I was uh, I worked as an usher for the Chicago Bulls uh, back uh, when Michael Jordan played, but before any of his championships. I think I was probably one of the major incentives for Michael to get those championships, but uh, I digress. Uh, I worked at McCormick Place. I worked at Chicago, um, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Uh, I just had all kinds of little odd jobs, but uh, that's my Chicago Dunkin' Donuts mug. Uh, we are in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Really excited about today's episode. We're ju jumping into a little bit of the meat of why. Why did Paul write them so soon after he had written them that first time? What, what was it that was pressing? Uh, why was it so urgent? I think we're going to see it today as we look at to chapter 2 and verse number 1. Would you look at that with me, please? 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So I know that's a mouthful, but the Apostle Paul is really dealing with an issue that had shaken them up. Don't be shaken. And the word shaken here in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 2 is a word that would describe the, the way a ship is shaken in a violent storm on the sea. And uh, the, the instability that one feels and the, the terror that goes along with that. And what was happening in, in Thessalonica is that the people of Thessalonica had received, the church that is, had received some really bad information. Uh, Paul had taught them very carefully uh, that Jesus is coming again. And the coming of Jesus would really comprise two parts. Number one, there would be the time when Jesus would come for his own. We know that event as the rapture, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, where the Bible says, uh, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air. Uh, and the word therefore caught up is the word harpazo, uh, which that's what it means, literally snatched away or caught up. And the Latin translation is rapturo, and that's where we get our English word rapture, because sometimes people say, well, the word rapture is not in the Bible. Yeah, but the concept of caught up is. So that's the coming of the Lord 
for his own. That's coming in the air. But there's also coming a time when Jesus comes with his own. That's the second coming proper. When you talk about Jesus coming to this earth, he came to this earth the first time when he was born. And he comes to this earth the second time with his own at the end of the tribulation. But the rapture really is considered kind of a part of, it's like the coming, the second coming of Christ is one coming, but two aspects of it. Coming to snatch away uh, the New Testament believers before the time of, of tribulation, and then coming with those believers at the end of the tribulation. So Paul had taught on that. And people had initially had some questions about that. And a big question that the church at Thessalonica had was, well, you know, what about people that have died? Uh, people that trusted Christ as Savior, the rapture has not yet taken place, they have died. Did they miss out on God's future promises? And that's one of the reasons why Paul wrote the book of, book of 1 Thessalonians, because he wrote them and said, no, the, the people that have died have not have not missed out. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, we which are alive and remain. So he clarified that issue. But even though he had taught on it and clarified it, every chapter, there are five of them, every chapter in 1 Thessalonians has, has some clarifying thought about the second coming of Christ. But even though Paul had taught on it and clarified it, there were still some questions. And the questions that arose came because the people of Thessalonica, the church at Thessalonica had received some faulty information. Now, where did that faulty information come from? Well, the Bible gives us some clues. Look at verse, verse uh, number two again, where it says that you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, uh, nor by word, nor by letter as from us. So, some possible ways, and maybe all three of these took place, by which the message had come to the church at Thessalonica was in spirit. So uh, perhaps somebody claimed to be in the spirit and preaching words of prophecy and said, the Lord told me that this, this new revelation about the coming of the Lord is true. And it wasn't true. So Paul said, just because somebody says that they have a word from God, and just because somebody says they're speaking in the spirit doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. Uh, so maybe this was a, a message they heard. Uh, maybe they heard this in word. Maybe somebody came and shared this, not a prophet, but a teacher who took some of the other writings of Paul or some of the other apostles and maybe misunderstood them or misconstrued them. And uh, the, their word uh, muddied the water of what people believed about the second coming. So maybe they got misinformation in spirit, maybe in word, or maybe, said the apostle Paul, maybe they received misinformation by an epistle, by a letter that was written like it was coming from us. We would call that a forged letter. Maybe somebody forged a letter from an apostle, maybe from Sylvanus or from Paul or from Timothy or from some other apostle and said, this is what the teaching is on the second coming of Christ. And then they just aired their, uh, their falsehoods. Maybe that's what happened. But Paul said, regardless of whether it came in spirit 
or in word or in a falsified letter, don't believe it. It's not the truth. That's one of the reasons, too, that at the end of the book of 2 Thessalonians, Paul says in verse number, um, let me see, chapter 3 and verse 17, he says, the salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token in every epistle. So Paul made it very clear, hey, my handwriting is very distinct and know that if I'm going to write you a letter, it's going to be branded with my handwriting. Why? Because people were, were forging letters as though they were from Paul. See, people have been trying to mess with the Word of God from the very time it was given. So even when the, the New Testament had not yet been assembled yet and recognized as Scripture yet, uh, the letters of Paul were already being forged. Uh, such is the attack of the devil on the word of God. I think about uh, Genesis chapter 3, where you know, God had given his word to Adam about what to do with the, the fruit of the trees of the Garden of Eden. And, and yet the devil changed the word of God there, didn't he? Question the word of God, change the word of God. I mean, the devil does not waste any time uh, to try to upend the thinking of believers. And I'll tell you what, when our mind gets, other than, gets uh, information other than the word of God to base its uh, trust upon, Boy, that, that's a very dangerous place indeed. So back to verse number one, where it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. So the, again, the coming of the Lord, it seems, will have two parts. The coming, so as far as we're concerned, as New Testament believers, his coming is the rapture. Right? Because that's what we're looking forward to. We're not on the earth in the tribulation. So the coming from our perspective, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is the rapture. And then the gathering together with him is when we come to this earth and rule and reign. We are with the Lord, gathered together with him. And so uh, Paul beseeches them on the basis of that truth. And that's a truth that they had been taught. Don't be shaken. Don't be stirred up. I know you're all up in a tizzy because somebody said that they had a message from God and somebody taught you this doctrine and you received this letter that you assumed was from me. But don't disregard all that because that is not true. What we told you about the day of the Lord is still true now. We didn't change our mind on it. Now, what was that? Well, look at the end of verse two and we'll be done for today. So that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. And the term there at hand means don't be fooled into thinking that the day of the Lord, the day of Christ, as it's called here, is already here, is presently a reality. Remember we talked about the day of the Lord? That is not just one day, by the way, uh, but that's, that's the era in which, beginning with the rapture of New Testament believers and culminating with the uh, new heavens and new earth, that day of the Lord uh, is going to mark all kinds of initial things on earth. Great tribulation, uh, antichrist, judgments, 
all those horrific things we talked about in the study of Revelation. So you can imagine why the Thessalonian believers would be shaken up. Well, wait a minute. If someone by the Spirit or in word or in this letter is telling us that we're already in the day of the Lord, oh my, that must mean that there was no rapture or we didn't understand the timing of the rapture and we're going to suffer all this tribulation on earth. And oh, you can see why they're shaken because they didn't expect this. This didn't jive with what Paul had already taught them. And so Paul is saying, no, 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 no. Uh, you've received wrong information. Let me set this right. The day of the Lord is not yet here. It is imminent. Jesus could come back at any moment, but you won't be here. You'll be snatched out of, caught out of, saved from tribulation. Therefore, you don't need to be shaken up by all this. So I hope that helps. We'll get a little bit more deep uh, into it uh, as the uh, days unfold. Uh, but that's all the time we have for today. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.